بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلم تسليما رساد الشريف اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد Over the last weeks we've been witnessing, hearing, seeing and not a surprise, I wouldn't say it was, it was surprising because we all knew about it but it wasn't out there but now it's out there, clear, in the open, with no shame, nothing hidden, and in the Muslim Arab world, it was referred to as Al-Yamul Aswad, the Black Day. And I'm referring to the normalization of ties between the United Arab Emirates and the occupation. This is something which, for those who've been following the news, you knew, you knew and heard that it was always present under the table, behind the backs, that there were these relationships there. But now you can see it's something that has been brought to the fore and not only the United Arab Emirates and, um, uh, and Bahrain but you'll be hearing very soon of Sudan, Oman and only Allah knows which other countries. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give understanding to the ummah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wake up the ummah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to understand what Allah has blessed us with, with Islam, with Iman, and more importantly, our muqaddasat. Muqaddasat, these are the holy symbols that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted you and I as a Muslim ummah, the Haramain Sharifain. Makkatul Mukarrama, Madina Munawwara, the Kaaba, these are Sha'airullah. These are the symbols of Allah on earth. Adhan, for example. Adhan is a sha'air of Allah. It's a symbol of Allah. There has been an attack on the adhan. Thus, as a result of which you will hear that in certain countries, for so many years, adhan wasn't allowed. Quran is a great symbol of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The mountain of As-Safa and Al-Marwa, these are symbols of Allah. Inna safa wal marwata min sha'airillah. The water of Zamzam is a symbol from the symbols of Allah. Maqam Ibrahim, these are great symbols. Masjid al-Nabawi, and very greatly one of the greatest symbols on planet earth without a doubt is Al-Masjid al-Aqsa. And Al-Masjid al-Aqsa as it always has been, is today and we know from the ahadith will continue to be in danger it's under occupation and muslims unfortunately or so-called muslims are being so cheap and having such a low standard is to easily handing our muqaddasat our holy places 
away to those who have evil intentions regarding it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the understanding. It is due to our weakness. And, you know, I'm not here to speak about politics. I'm not here to speak about what's going on. What I want to speak about is what impact does it have on us? What impact does it have on us? Because as Muslims, Masjid al-Aqsa isn't a political building. This is what's happened, what they've tried to create. When you speak about Palestine, you speak about uh, Palestine, you speak about Masjid al-Aqsa, Baytul Maqdis, everyone tries to, they've created this image of you becoming political, now leave it. That's a polit No. Masjid al-Aqsa is our aqidah. Masjid al-Aqsa is our iman. Masjid al-Aqsa is our Islam. Masjid al-Aqsa is an ayah of the Quran. Masjid al-Aqsa is a combination of the ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Masjid al-Aqsa is our qibla. Al-qiblatul ula. It was our first qibla of the Muslims. Fourteen and a half years. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and sahaba. Fourteen and a half years. How long was prophethood? 23 years out of 23 years 14 and a half years that's most of prophethood the rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam most of his life when he performed salah he was facing the direction of al masjid al aqsa masjid al aqsa is our history it's our legacy and not only does it have the past it also is the place where one of the greatest events in the life of our beloved Prophet ﷺ took place. And that is Al-Isra and Mi'raj. This Salah, which is the greatest Ibadah, where was it obligated? Which was the first place to receive the command of Salah? This took place in Masjid Al-Aqsa. And there are numerous Fadail, virtues, significance. Our purpose isn't to go into that right now. What I want to touch upon is what impact is this normalization having on the rest of the Muslim world? How have we stooped so low? And what does it mean going forward? How does it impact Masjid al-Aqsa? The way it impacts Masjid al-Aqsa immediately. And this is why terminology is very important. Two weeks ago, we spoke about preserving our Islamic identity being our duty to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one way we can do this is by preserving Islamic terminology. And we spoke in detail regarding the importance, the blessings of utilizing words like insha'Allah. And we discussed the harms and the dangers of not using insha'Allah. And then we even spoke about a verse of the Quran which came to remind even the Prophet ﷺ when on occasion he didn't use insha'Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to him, وَلَا تَقُولَنَّ لِشَيْءٍ إِنِّي فَاعِلٌ ذَلِكَ غَدًا إِلَّا أَنْ يَشَاءَ اللَّهِ I shared with you the incident of even another Prophet, Prophet Suleiman salam. The reason I mention this is wording terminology is nothing small. That's where it starts. That's the beginning. And those of you who've ever had to fight a legal case, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It doesn't matter what's happening. It's what's on the paper, what's written in black and white. It's the wording that's used that makes all of the difference. And this is why Islam also emphasizes to have witnesses and to write things down. And what's happening is things are being changed. And this is a practice that has happened because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave such holy books, the Torah, the Zabur, the Injil, what happened to them? 
Why are they no longer valid today? What was done to them? They have been changed. They have been altered. Quran remains. And even with Quran, this attack, they have tried this with the Quran on numerous occasions. Let's burn the Quran. Let's change the Quran. Let's disfigure the Quran. Let's change the order of the Quran. Let's bring some, you know, some Islamic scholar to say that there's certain loopholes here and this tafsir and this explanation. This doesn't sit very right. Let's create doubt within the hearts of the Muslims. Many attempts have been made and even now continue. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said, Inna nahnu nazzalna dhikra wa inna lahu lahafidun. That we reveal this Quran and we are going to protect this Quran. This Quran today remains unaltered, unchanged in its original form. However, with the previous books, what happened? They changed that which was halal, they made haram. Haram, they made halal. And they changed and they altered. Therefore, those previous books are no longer valid. However, what is being done now is they are trying to change history. And a lot of it has already been done. And this is where it starts by words. Why am I saying this? Why am I speaking about this? Now, not being patronizing whatsoever, this is a reality. Majority of the Muslim Ummah will not know how to define Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa. Most of the Ummah, you ask them, if I ask you, what is Masjid Al-Aqsa? Unfortunately, Majority of the Muslim Ummah, I would go as far as to say 99.9% .9 of the Muslim Ummah. You might think I'm being, I'm exaggerating. I, I think even more than that. Will not be able to define and explain to you and say what is Masjid Al-Aqsa and give a satisfactory correct answer. What is Masjid Al-Aqsa? And what's happening now with Masjid Al-Aqsa? And what does the UAE normalization mean for Masjid Al-Aqsa? How does it impact you as a Muslim? And in the days to come, when we will hear other countries, including possibly even Saudi Arabia as well, and others following suit, what is going to happen to the future of Al-Aqsa? What does it mean? So firstly, what is Masjid Al-Aqsa? I ask you, what is Masjid Al-Aqsa? You know, many years ago when we used to talk about this topic, if you ask the elderly people, what is Masjid Al-Aqsa? They will point to the Golden Dome. And they will tell you the building with the Golden Dome, this is Masjid Al-Aqsa. Is this correct or incorrect? Yeah, so we've got some people saying yes, some people saying no. Then some years passed on and we thought we became a bit more educated. You ask the youngsters today, what is Masjid Al-Aqsa? So they will point to the building with the dome, which is, I'd say, it's, it's black in color, but it looks greenish. And they will say, that is Masjid Al-Aqsa. Is that correct? Some of you are saying yes. Others are saying no. Okay. And then what happened is, since the coming of YouTube, and we love our YouTube, don't we? Everything YouTube, even this is on YouTube now, so I, I can't really say much about it. But since the time we've got things like YouTube and social media, people have become much more active. You don't need any qualifications. You don't need to be, have a certificate from a scholar. You don't need to go and study anything. Just sit on YouTube and record a video, do a lecture, say anything you want, and it will be, you'll become famous. There is someone out there that's going to watch your video. 
and at the end of the day people want likes they want views and the, so they do anything for it so as a result of which people have started creating these videos when the ummah already is so far and disconnected and all they are seeing on the media in regards to Palestine and Masjid Al-Aqsa is negativity is fighting is is this kind of discord then whatever naive Muslims are seeing uh, and perceiving as being educational they think oh wow this is interesting so a lot of videos were circulated throughout a period of time and these videos were telling people that the golden dome is not Masjid Al-Aqsa but the one with the black dome is Masjid Al-Aqsa and then they would add flavor to it by saying it's a Zionist conspiracy to make people believe that the golden dome is Masjid Al-Aqsa and Muslims should beware and they should stay away from this and not fall in the trap of the believing in what the Zionists are trying to make you believe and that is probably the most the thing that is furthest from the truth that is not true whatsoever there is no truth in this whatsoever and this is a trap which most Muslims have fell in who have tried to understand and even those visiting Al-Aqsa they will create a video and they will point to the golden dome and say that isn't Masjid Al-Aqsa and then they will point to the building with the black or the green dome and say that is Masjid Al-Aqsa and do you know what this is exactly what the Zionists want you to believe in this document that has come out now upon the signing of the UAE normalization with the occupational state this is exactly what is being indicated towards that Muslims from wherever they may be coming in peace may play perform and pray in the Al-Aqsa building and they are referring to that building so even they are calling that Al-Aqsa and the rest of the buildings including the dome of the rock with the golden dome and the rest of the courtyard they're referring to as jerusalem's holy sites we started off by speaking about terminology and how dangerous it is that when we don't get our terminology right because that's the first step the name of something and the prophet sallallahu has prophesied a time is going to come where people are going to legalize things that were haram Sahaba said, how? He said, alcohol is going to be legalized amongst Muslims. The Sahaba couldn't understand that something that has been prohibited so clearly, categorically, how can people start? He said, easy. People are going to change its name. They're going to call it something else. Give it a different name and then it becomes halal. And that's exactly what's happening over here. The name has been changed and there's been a concentrated effort for years upon years upon years and the Muslim Ummah hasn't noticed they're more interested in who's signing the deal and who's not signing the deal but on the ground what impact is it is it having the impact it's having is trying to get this set in stone and trying to minimize the land of Masjid Al-Aqsa and to take over the majority of Masjid Al-Aqsa Masjid Al-Aqsa is not a building the golden dome we will not say that only that is masjid al-aqsa the building with the black dome or the green dome we won't say only that is masjid al-aqsa because that building didn't even exist at the time of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam so then what is masjid al-aqsa masjid al-aqsa is much larger than this the entire courtyard that you can see in images 
that includes the Dome of the Rock in the center, that includes the building with the black or the green dome, that includes many other sites and monuments, up to 200 monuments. We're talking about a land which is 144,000 square meters. 144,000 square meters of land. It encompasses within it the Dome of the Rock. So the Dome of the Rock, if somebody ever tells you it's not Masjid Al-Aqsa, it's the greatest and most foolish thing anyone could ever say. It's the most foolish thing anyone can say. Because we know that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he performed the mi'raj from around that location. There are a hadith telling you, wasn't the mi'raj done from Masjid Al-Aqsa? And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam ascended to the heavens from near where the rock is. So without a doubt, the dome of the rock is the most significant part of Masjid Al-Aqsa. How can you then say that this is a Zionist? You know, sometimes you have a picture. I face this so many times. That you, have a, you put a picture up uh, and it's got the Dome of the Rock. And immediately you'll get loads of keyboard warriors bashing you, calling you a Zionist, saying that's not Al-Aqsa. That is this, that is this. That. It's so easy to do that. And this is what they've done. They've managed to create this within the world. Where they've taken you so far from it that you actually believe the lies. You believe the conspiracies. You believe falsehood. And again, something the Prophet ﷺ prophesied, that a time is going to come, that the one speaking the truth will be looked at as a liar. You say this now to anybody? People are thinking, I, I, I can imagine there's a few people here probably thinking, no, nah, I don't believe you. I've seen otherwise on YouTube. I believe YouTube. What's being said from the member of the Prophet ﷺ, I'm not going to take. I believe YouTube. And the people of falsehood are going to be considered the truthful ones. Masjid al-Aqsa is not the name of a building. Masjid al-Aqsa is not the name of a monument. Masjid al-Aqsa is 144,000 square meters of land. It doesn't matter about the buildings because the buildings come and go. Yesterday there was a building, today there might not be a building. That doesn't matter. The buildings come and go afterwards. It's the entire land. So it's uh, and the capacity you can, if you were to squeeze people in like you do in Hajj, you can fit half a million people into Masjid Al-Aqsa. Half a million people. In that, if you were to just say that only that building is Masjid Al-Aqsa, Masjid Al-Aqsa is very small then. What's going to happen to the rest of it? Now let's come on to the rest of it. What's the rest of it? Generally, people use the terminology of Al-Haram Al-Sharif. This is also incorrect. An important why terminology is important. In Islam, we only have two haram. Makkatul Mukarrama is a haram. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it a haram. Medina is a haram. Why? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam declared it. He says, I declare Medina a haram, just like Ibrahim alayhi salam declared Makkah as a haram. That's it. In Islam, we only have haramain al-sharifain. That's what it means. The two noble harams. There is no third haram. Masjid al-Aqsa is not a haram. It's not permissible to refer to Masjid al-Aqsa as a haram. Now, by saying that, you're not bringing the value down. Because when people refer to Masjid al-Aqsa as a haram, what they do is the building they say is al-Aqsa, the rest of it is the haram, the sanctuary. So when... 
there are daily incursions into Al-Aqsa now. And there's a great effort during this week to try and blow the horn, uh, which is a Talmudic ritual. It's being done today. Today, fresh incident from today, standing on the graves of Sahaba, Shaddad ibn Aws and Ubadah ibn Samit radiallahu anhumah, who are buried adjacent to Masjid al-Aqsa, one of the leading members of a Zionist movement went and blew this horn. And each year they got in closer and closer. And after the normalization of these ties, this is what they want to achieve. To have areas within Al-Aqsa, which Muslims cannot access. Areas within Masjid Al-Aqsa, times. There are times now, like they did in the Masjid Al-Ibrahimi in Hebron, that 70% of the Masjid has been occupied. And Muslims only have 30%. This is being done and as a result of this normalization, these are the first steps that have already been taken. So the first important thing for you and I is for us to learn, to study, to understand what is Masjid Al-Aqsa. Masjid Al-Aqsa is not a political issue. It's part of the Quran. It's part of the Sunnah. It's part of your Iman. And you, you will be asked regarding this on the Day of Judgment. I ask if Masjid al-Haram in Makkah al-Mukarramah was occupied and reduced to a small area. If Masjid al-Nabi was occupied and you were told that Muslims can only go in a certain area, the rest of it is going to be taken over by other people. Would you sit back and relax? For years and years this occupation has continued. And now so-called Muslims are also supporting this ideology. So for us to understand as Muslims, what is Masjid al-Aqsa first of all? So Masjid, I'm going to repeat again, 144,000 square meters. Whenever you see a picture, okay, where you see the Dome of the Rock, the Dome of the Rock is in the approximate center of Masjid Al-Aqsa. Now, because we're so accustomed and used to seeing a Masjid that's a building, this is why it's difficult maybe for us to comprehend. But this is a huge land. Where did he initiate the first to build Masjid Al-Aqsa was none other than Prophet Adam alayhi salam. Who told us this? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was asked, O Messenger of Allah, which was the first masjid to be built on earth? He said, Al-Masjid Al-Haram. So Masjid Al-Haram in Makkah is the first to be built. And then 40 years later, Adam alayhi salam builds the Masjid Al-Aqsa, which tells you, that Masjid Al-Aqsa existed thousands and thousands and thousands of years before the arrival of Prophet Sulaiman Prophet Musa salam, and also the Bani Israel and the Yahud. So Masjid Al-Aqsa, I end on this, Masjid Al-Aqsa from the day it was built by Adam salam, was a masjid. It remained as a masjid. Today it is a masjid. And until Qiyamah, it will remain as a masjid. A temple has never stood. A temple has never stood on the land of Masjid Al-Aqsa. Sulaiman never built a temple. The hadith clearly tells us that Sulaiman reconstructed Masjid Al-Aqsa. He wasn't the first. He existed before him. He completed the construction which his father Dawud left incomplete. He completed it and made three famous du'as. I end upon one of the du'as. Dawud he made a du'a in Masjid Al-Aqsa and he said, Oh Allah, anybody who comes to this masjid with the intention of performing salah, nothing else, 
O Allah, make him or her return free of sins just like the day they were born. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the understanding. Wa akhiru da'wana. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.